You know, this uh, Easter Sunday, our theme has kind of been start your new beginning. And a lot of times, the starting of a new beginning in a person's life, kind of getting a fresh start in life, really begins with forgiveness. It may be that uh, you may have in your family some relational issues or within the marriage. And if someone would just give forgiveness or accept forgiveness, then there would be the opportunity to start a new beginning. Sometimes we are in our lives, we kind of just get things messed up, and we know that we're not in a right relationship with God, and if we could just feel a sense that we are forgiven, we could start new. And you know, a lot of times in our life, we are at a point where we feel like we just need a new beginning in our life, a fresh start. And we're going to look at that this morning in Luke chapter 23. If you got your Bible or if you've uh, downloaded the church app, you can open the scripture up on the Bible and it will open up to that. But in Luke chapter 23, we're going to look at the scriptures where Jesus is being crucified and he's there with some criminals. And just like probably some in this service today, you're needing a new beginning in your life. You wish that things could end and start new. We're going to look at one of the criminals that was there by Jesus and he hears the word forgiveness. And suddenly at a point in his life where he feels like this is the end for me, when he hears the word forgiveness, suddenly he realizes this might not be the beginning of the end, but this might be the opportunity to start new. And that's a little bit odd to be able to comprehend that when you're a criminal and being crucified on the cross. But there are eight words that Jesus says directly to that criminal that we're going to look at this morning that really tells us about starting a new beginning. Jesus says, truly I say to you, and then he says eight words that we can kind of break down into five phrases or statements to you and I today to get a fresh start, a new beginning. I'm going to read this out of the New King James Version this morning in Luke chapter 23. And in verses 26 and 27, it says, Now as they led Jesus away, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon the Cyrenian, who was coming from the country. And on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. And a great multitude of the people followed him, and women who also mourned and lamented him. So we see Jesus being carried to Golgotha where he's going to be crucified. He is so beaten and so worn to the close to the point of death that they have to get this man Simon to carry his cross for him. And there is a great multitude following along with Jesus that are crying and moaning. Now I want us to skip a few verses to verse 32 where we're going to see Jesus there on the cross with these two criminals, one on each side. It says in verse 32 there are also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminal, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Now we can hear those words today and it may just sound this morning like just some words in a book or in a Bible or a verse that's being read by the pastor. But for that one criminal on the cross next to Jesus, he heard these words probably in his own ears. Father, forgive him. 
for he doesn't know what he's doing. What was Jesus saying? Was he saying he's an ignorant, unlearned person? No, Jesus was saying that he doesn't fully comprehend what they have been doing. They don't realize. Now, these who were the Roman soldiers and those who were supposed to be religious leaders of that day who wanted Jesus crucified, Jesus was saying, God, they don't really understand what is in their hands right now. So he says, forgive them. But can you imagine if you're that thief on the cross, that criminal, and he hears Jesus say, forgive him, for he doesn't realize what he's been doing. We pick up there in the next verse, and it says, And they divided his garments and cast lots, and the people stood looking on, but even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. And we'll see this repeated several times that everybody's saying, hey, if you truly are the Christ, then come down from the cross. What they don't realize is they were basically saying, if you'll come down from the cross, that'll prove to us that you're God's son, that you're the Christ, the Messiah. But if Jesus had came down from the cross, he would not have satisfied God, who required a perfect sacrifice for the forgiveness of everyone's sins. Now in verse 36 it says, the soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other, and that's the criminal we want to look at, answering rebuked him, saying, do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. So one criminal, he understands. He's kind of, finally it's clicking for him. He heard the word forgive, and he thought, that's what I need. That's what I need in my life to get a new start, a, a fresh beginning. But here I am being crucified on the cross. And then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And that's where we come to verse 43. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly I say to you, and then here's the eight words that Jesus said that was transforming for this criminal that would start him on a new beginning. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Now we can hear those words and we say, okay, that, that sounds good. And I don't know how much good that is for that criminal who's about to die on the cross. But the same words that Jesus said to that criminal is the same thing that Jesus is saying to you and I today that will give us a new beginning. You see, if we break that verse down and see the realities of what Jesus said, it is life-changing. Let's look at these five breakdowns from these eight words that Jesus said, these changing realities. First, there's the word today. What was Jesus meaning when he said today? If I was that thief on the cross and Jesus says, today, I'm thinking, now? This moment? His life is about to end. He's on the cross being crucified. And Jesus says these words, today. When Jesus said today, he meant right now. Now what's significant of that is not yesterday. Because if Jesus said yesterday, 
you could have been with me in paradise. That would have been saying, you missed the boat, right? It happened yesterday. And Jesus didn't say, there will be a day, which would mean there's something that you can be looking forward to in the future, but it's not going to happen right now. Jesus didn't say yesterday or in the future, but he said right now. You know, when I think about yesterday, I don't know if this seems like this to you, but sometimes it seems like in my life that the greatest opportunities I just missed. I don't know if any of you men are like me, but I I love tools. Doesn't matter what kind of tool it is, I love it. And one of the men in our church uh, was here working one day, and he had a tool, and I, I was starting to lust over that tool. I'm sinful. And I thought, man, that is, that's, that's a perfect tool. I, I, I need one of those. And he started telling me about where he got the tool and how much he paid for it. And I was going, wow, you got that for that price? I need to go get me one. He said, well, that was on sale back at Christmas. That's done over. I'm like, oh, that's a story of my life. I'm always missing it. It's always yesterday. But Jesus didn't say to that thief, yesterday, he said, today. And you know, as I've looked to the Bible, I have seen that over and over about God and about our Lord, that he doesn't say, yesterday, but you missed the boat. He's always saying, today. Matter of fact, there's a verse in the Bible that says this, today is the day of salvation. You know what the Lord is saying to you and I? Hey, I don't want you to miss it, and I don't want you to have to wait on it. I want you to know that freshness, new beginning in your life is for you today. And to that I say, finally, I'm on the right timing. You're here today, not by accident. Some of you were invited by someone. Maybe you came to see your child in the presentation this morning. Maybe you came to see the skit that the youth put together for this morning about forgiveness. But it was not an accident that you're here today because the Lord is saying, whatever you're needing in your life, Today is the day, it's now. And then the Lord said, you. You is personal. The Lord is talking to you and I personally. And in the scripture, the Lord says directly to the criminal, he's saying, you will be with me. Today I am offering you a new beginning in your life. Today is that day. When you hear the word you, it catches your attention, doesn't it? I was in the gym the other morning, and I'd been working out, and I'd left a, a piece of equipment I was working out at, and I started walking over to another part of the gym, and I heard, you. And you ever heard somebody say, you, and you know it's you? You're in a cr- I'm in a crowd of people working out equipment, and I, I'm walking away, and I hear you, and I'm going, he's talking to me, isn't he? Did I leave sweat on the machine or what? So I turned around and ended up, he just wanted somebody to gripe about to, about where somebody else had left their stuff on the equipment that he couldn't get to. But when he said, you, it was like, I couldn't see him, but I knew he was personally talking to me. Jesus, when he said to that criminal, you, the criminal knew it was personal. What's great about that is today that the Lord is offering to you and I today, He's saying to you, and you can plug your name in there. You can say, Brett, you can say Ronnie, you can say Marty, but He's saying, you, it's personal to you today. And then the Lord said, will be. 
today you will be. And when the Lord said, will be, there's something about in the Scriptures that the Lord already has things put in place before He ever makes a statement. I studied through the Old Testament and there were times when the Lord spoke to the children of Israel and He told them that there was a promised land for them and I broke it down and found out the Lord said it in a way that it's already in the bank. It's for you. What that means to that thief was, it is a change. It will be today. It's already in the bank. I've already set it in motion. There's no hope so it will be. That's the Lord that we serve today. And that is, when He says something to us, it's already in place. All we got to do is reach out and grab that change. I hate things that are sometimes not actually, you're not sure whether it's going to happen or not. Do you hate things like that? I bought a cell phone one time and Back when it used to, I tried to always get my cell phones for free, and there was this one cell phone that I wanted that it was $30, but they had a $30 rebate. And so I bought the phone thinking, all right, I'll get the phone for free. When I got the rebate information, it was the weirdest rebate I have ever seen. I'm thinking, they're trying to put all the odds against me. Because the rebate said this, that you had to have cell phone service for six months before you could get the rebate. And that the rebate had to be turned in between one, the 180th day and the 210th day after you purchased the phone. And you had to turn in all the documentation. And you had to turn it in beforehand to do some pre And I'm going, what? I'm not sure this is going to be, if this is going to happen. But I thought, they're going to try to cheat me out of $30 by putting this all together and tricking me. So I, I read every detail and put it all together and... Whew, Luckily, I was able to get my rebate. But it was questionable. The great thing about the Lord is there's no question when He says something. Will be. It's going to happen. There's no six months or uncertainty about whether you're going to meet all the criteria. When the Lord says something, will be, He means it now. It's a change that will occur. And some of you may be going through some changes in your life or needing some change in your life. And if you'll just search out the Lord, He's saying, it will be. It is in the bank. And then the Lord said, with me. With me. The Lord doesn't leave us alone. When he said with me, he's talking about guided by the Lord. The Lord will not leave us, and maybe there's a poor choice of words for these criminals. The Lord doesn't leave us hanging. He takes us through. Have you ever been in a building that's a huge building and it's like a maze in there, and you're trying to find a certain place, and you can't find it. I was at uh, uh, back a few months ago, and I was trying to find this particular conference room, and I looked, and I couldn't find it here, and I couldn't find it here, and I finally saw somebody say, excuse me, excuse me. I said, uh, I'm trying to find such and such room. Could you tell me how to get there? And they said, well, you're going to have to go down here. And tell you what, I'll just take you. Come with me. And I was going, praise the Lord. Because when they said, come with me, they were saying, I will guide you. I know the way, and I will take you there. And there was such a sense of relief that I wasn't going to have to kind of figure it out that they were going to take me along the way. And the Lord is saying, I will guide you. Guided by the Lord, He's not going to leave us hanging. When He says, I'm offering you forgiveness, or I'm offering you a new start or a new beginning in your life, the Lord is saying, I will guide you along the way. And you know what's great? If you listen, say amen. amen. Where the Lord guides, He provides. 
That's awesome, isn't it? The Lord not only says He will guide us, but He'll provide for us. And then the Lord made this last statement, in paradise. When the Lord said in paradise, He was telling that dying thief, that criminal on the cross, that today your life may end, but it's going to be the beginning of something wonderful, an eternal life in heaven, in paradise. But there's something I don't think is by accident the Lord said paradise because when we hear the word paradise, we think of the most awesome place our minds can comprehend. I have a, a friend that they, they love to go to the resorts at Cancun, Mexico. To them, that is paradise. And if I said, hey, today we're loading up and we're going to Cancun, they'd be going, ha ha, let me get my swimming trucks. Because that would mean paradise to them. I don't know what paradise means to you, but it means somewhere better than where we are right now. I have some grandkids. They love Disney World. If you said Disney, that'd be paradise to them. Somewhere better than we are. Here's what it all comes down, and that is the Lord is offering you and I something somewhere better in life than we are. A fresh start. Forgiveness. An opportunity to get a new point in your life. I want to ask you for just a moment, if you would, just to bow your heads and close your eyes as the musicians come. Do you need a fresh start in your life, a new beginning? Are you ready to receive that new beginning that the Lord has already in place for you? It's up to you to receive it. You see, that criminal heard the word forgiveness. Forgive them and he heard, forgive him. Today, right now, the Lord is offering something to you personal. It will be a change. that The Lord will guide you through to somewhere better, to something better in life. If that's you today, if you need a fresh start, a new beginning in your life, it wasn't by accident the Lord is offering that to you today. And not only today, but maybe the Lord even in the weeks to come as I begin this series about new beginnings today that I'll continue on for a few weeks. Maybe He has something not only for you today, but in the coming days to get you on a path for a new beginning. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and received that gift of forgiveness, that's the beginning of a fresh start in your life. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior and asked Him to forgive you of your sins or maybe you're uncertain of your salvation, I want to invite you to pray this prayer silently in your heart right where you're at. It will be the most important decision of your life. Just silently in your prayer in your heart pray this. Dear Lord, I feel your Spirit speaking to me. And Lord, I need forgiveness. I need a fresh start in my life. Lord, I've had some problems and I've made some mistakes. But today I ask for your forgiveness. And I accept your gift of salvation. Thank you for saving me. Now while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you pray that prayer with me and you really mean it, while nobody's looking around, I just want to remember you in my prayers. Would you just slip up your hand to say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer and I invited Jesus to my heart. While nobody's looking around but me, would you just slip up your hand and just say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer. Thank you. And maybe today, maybe you're a Christian. Maybe you already know that you're saved. But you've been going through some challenges, some struggles. And you need a new beginning, a fresh start, some forgiveness, 
some freshness in your life and you want me to pray for you, would you just lift up your hand and for Esther? Would you remember me in my prayer in your prayers? I need a fresh start. Yes. I need some forgiveness. Yes. To God be the glory. Lord, I come to you this morning, and Lord, you saw the hands of those, and Lord, some may have prayed the prayer of salvation, some may have prayed and asked you to help them get a fresh start in their life. But Lord, I know that it all begins with forgiveness of giving and receiving forgiveness to get a fresh start. Because Lord, you said that if we weren't willing to forgive others, then you would not forgive us. And so Lord, I just pray this morning that wherever a person is, whatever they need in their life, if they're needing forgiveness, God, that you would offer it into their life. Lord, if they're needing to give forgiveness to someone, they would do that this morning. But Lord, I pray that you would bring freshness and a new start in their life. And Lord, may they know your presence and your power this morning. And Lord, may it continue to walk with them. Lord, I pray, God, that as we go in this invitation, Lord, there may be some that either right now or even while we're singing may feel a sense of your Holy Spirit compelling them to just move forward to the altars come and pray or come and take my hand and say pastor would you pray for me or pastor I prayed to receive Christ as my Savior and Lord I pray in this invitation God that you would do something in their lives that only you can do and we'll give you the praise and honor and glory and it's in your name we pray amen